Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Monday, October 2nd. The Canadian economy is still showing signs of softening, but has the Bank of Canada done enough to keep inflation controlled? Reactions to the latest GDP data from Statistics Canada from leading Canadian economists come with an underlying warning that we're not yet in the comfort zone of increased certainty. With real GDP essentially flat in July, following a 0.2% decline in June, less than half of industries reported increases, and the latest stats mean the Canadian economy has now stalled for two quarters, although recession has been avoided so far. The figures for July reflect some unusual activity with wildfires and strikes, so there is optimism that a bounce back will be reflected in the August GDP statistics. However, there are no clear signals either for or against a further interest rate hike before the end of 2023. Wealth Professional has collated some opinions on the GDP figures from leading economists. CIBC Economics' Andrew Grantham notes that the weakness in GDP results mainly from supply disruptions, so inflationary pressures may not be eased in the near term. However, with retail sales on a clear weakening track, there should be enough evidence that domestic demand is responding to higher interest rates to prevent a further interest rate hike from the Bank of Canada this year, he wrote in his commentary. TD Economics' Mark Urkaleo opined that it's challenging to distill where activity is trending in the economy, but with strikes and wildfires having dissipated in August, GDP growth should be more predictable over the coming months. With the GDP data likely to have weakened the outlook for the third quarter, he notes that it's become less likely that the BOC will hike rates at its October 25th meeting. But it's not certain, especially with inflation not tamed. However, he says that employment and wages data due this week and September inflation stats later this month will all be key metrics to be considered before the BOC makes its decision. BMO's Director of Economics, Robert Kavsik, says the struggle is starting to look real for the Canadian economy. His team are not expecting much real growth until at least the spring and highlights the softening in the labour market from extremely tight levels, while population growth is impacting per capita measures of the economy. All things considered, Kavsik concludes that the bank will keep leaning on the economy and inflation with the tightening that's already been put in place, while downside pressures continue to build. At RBC Economics, Claire Fan also notes the data dependence of the BOC's policy decisions. Firmer than expected inflation readings in Canada have increased the odds of another BOC interest rate hike this year, but inflation lags the economic cycle and there are growing signs that the impact of earlier interest rate increases are working to cool the economy, she wrote in her analysis, noting the CPI and labour market data due before the October rate decision. Meanwhile, Scotiabank's Derek Holt says that GDP is the least important indicator on the path to October's BOC decision and that trend inflation risk remains pointed higher. With inflationary impacts from strong immigration, while some other economic metrics are weakening, deciding what the BOC might do is a tough call. On balance, while we need to be cautious in both directions with respect to reading the GDP tea leaves, I continue to believe that the drivers of inflation, combined with elevated inflation expectations, put the BOC behind the fight, Holt added. Whether Canadian workers get a pay rise in 2024 and how much is still uncertain, but there may be something more valuable to workers than dollars in their pockets. While businesses are planning a slightly reduced overall compensation budget next year compared to 2023, according to a recent study, new research shows that more than one-third of employees at Canada's small businesses have their eye on another benefit. The report from Blue Cross found that given the choice of a $40,000 raise or health benefits, 36% of respondents would take the health benefits. If 25 k was on offer, 41% would opt for health benefits and 50% would do so rather than take an extra 10 k in wages. 
But struggling small businesses, including those facing additional costs of repaying or refinancing their SIBA loans, may balk at the cost of providing health benefits for their staff. The research shows that 39% of small business employers said that the cost is a key barrier to offering health benefit plans, although the study found that on average the cost is just $1,822 per employee annually and offers notable returns on the investment across KPIs such as recruitment, retention and productivity. With the battle for the best talent continuing across most industries, the study also shows how benefits help retain talent. 8 in 10 employees consider a company's health benefits before accepting a new role and nearly three-quarters of employees with a health benefits plan would stay with their current employer even if offered more money elsewhere. Conversely, more than three-quarters of employees would think about leaving their current employer for one that offers a better health plan. Nine in ten respondents said that having a workplace health plan gave them financial health and security, in line with those that said it had an overall positive impact on their health and well-being. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters plus. BMO Private Wealth announces leadership changes, what's behind Blackstone's push into Canada, and C.D. Howe challenges Christia Freeland on insidious tax effects of inflation. For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.